yo, yo. Check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Coming up next. Coming up next. Warrior Woman with Leanne Williams. Now, the 16 Days of Activism for No Violence Against Women and Children campaign is a United Nations campaign, which is held annually from the 25th of November, which is International Day for No Violence Against Women, up until the 10th of December, which is International Human Rights Day. Now, each year, 16 Days of Activism campaign calls for action against one of the world's most persistent violation of human rights, which is violence against women and children. And during the 16 Days of Activism, people from around the world unite to raise awareness about gender-based violence uh, and also challenge discriminatory attitudes and called for improved laws and services to end violence against women for good. And I'm very honored to have two amazing women in studio today. My first guest who's going to be speaking to us about surviving gender-based violence is Rachel Peterson and we are also joined by Lynette Jafter from the Sarki Bartman Center and a community chest and we're going to be chatting to her about the Empower Her Against GBV campaign. Ladies, welcome to Good Up FM. There's a little button close to where you're sitting over there. The red one, just pop it on there. There we go. Action. <laughs> nice. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Lynette. How are you? Good morning, Leanne. It's oh, an honor for me to be here this morning. An, Thank you so much for having Community Chess and Sarki Bartman in, this, in the studio today. We're honored. We're honored to have you as well. Rachel, welcome to the show. Are you well? Hi, good morning, everybody. Hi, Lynette. I'm doing well. I'm quite excited to be here. Oh. And I always say that I'm privileged to tell my story out there for someone because I believe that my story or my journey would always be somebody's survival guide. So that's why I'm so privileged and I feel honored to be here today. I love that. It's going to be someone else's survival guide. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, your experience with gender-based violence that led you to this place of being uh, a light in a very, very dark world where GBV is concerned. Okay. Well, Lynette, let me start off. I always call my journey um, from victim to victorious or from victim to survivor. And I'm just here to as as a topic of empowered women, empower women. Yeah. So my journey starts with when I dated my ex-husband and he was the best. He was like, the, and he treated me like a princess. He mm. was like a prince to me. Yeah. Things change when we got married. Things change. Um, I believe that there's a saying that say, come stay with me and then you know me. Because the time that we were dating, he was like just visiting me. And then I could only see that part while he was visiting me. Then for hours he's gone. I don't know what he's doing because he just came to visit me, treated me nice and everything. And um, we got married and then that's when the abuse started. Um, It was first a smack and I thought, okay, it's just smacking. He loves me and that's why he's smacking me. I'm just staying. And then it it started to escalate. Um, He isolated me from my family. I had to ask him permission. Can I go to my family? And then he would say yes. Mm. And then I'm going with my children to my family. He would stand on the corner took me by the hair, pulled me through back. Who told you that you can go to your family? Yeah. Go back, and then I would. Then the beating would start. And um, 
then we would there would always be a panga behind the door and that was my beating the beating escalated actually to every day wow uh, every day i would get a beating even if it's just the food wasn't good enough um you know when we when he came from work we i would listen to the way the gate open if the gate open with a bang then i know I'm going to get a beating. When the gate open nicely, then I know, okay, he's sober, but it's going to come later when the beating is going to come. Sure. Um, uh, we, I would dish up the, 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 the food, and then later I would just see the plates, all, the food is all in my face, oh, the wow. plates is laying everywhere, children is crying, um, nobody comes and help us. I could shout, I could scream, but nobody comes, comes out to help us. The emotional abuse was when he used to tell me, you are good for nothing, no one else will love you, you are ugly, um, it's only me that has you and no one else can have you because you are worth for nothing. And I started to believe that at the later stage in yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. I, I believed him saying that you're good for nothing because um, the way he said it, I started to believe that you're good for nothing. The physical abuse was the blue eyes. Um, when I go with his sister to her family members, I would run away. Yeah. And when I come back, and then he would hit my knees, all oh, swollen no. because I walked with those knees. I, I ran away with those knees. So I will, he would make a point so that I could never run away again and go to, without his permission to his family members. Um, my children would, would now witness all of this. While I was pregnant, it was also... I, was, I would walk in the road, he would drag me in the road, highly pregnant, but you know, the community, no one would do anything. No one did anything. No yeah. one did anything. No yeah. one asked, are you okay? What is happening? Why are you doing this? When I speak to his mother, um, help me, she'd say, you know what? You took the burden from us. Yeah. Wow. You took the burden from us, so you wow. just have so to carry it. So you were in it by yourself, and I think that's probably one of the most disheartening um, you know, uh, kind of things about abuse is that people see it they see it they hear it they turned a blind eye blind eye and ear to it because it's no longer their problem but Rachel what was the turning point for you in all of this because I think sometimes you know uh, the world looks and they're like oh why don't you just leave why don't you just leave him it's not that easy mm-hmm. it's not always that easy because you said it's about the emotional abuse it's psychological abuse it's physical abuse it's making you believe that you know, I, I somehow deserve this. I did something yes. to bring it along. It's but my what fault. Was, yes. Exactly. What was the moment that made you realize, no, this is not okay? Okay. The turning point in my in my relationship was, okay, I used to go to the to the police station even. I walked to the police station after he's beating me. The police would bring me back wow. in the van and oh say, ma'am, this is, this is not our issue. It's a family issue. You need to sort this out. Sure. I know I would get a beating from coming in. But let us talk about the, the turning point in my relationship was when, um, you know, as a mother and as a woman, we all have that gut feeling in us. So I opened the door and his father was laying with my three-year-old daughter um, on the la- uh, in his arm. And I just thought, man, something is not wrong. There's, there's something not right here. And then I took my daughter to the clinic and then they said that he molested her. So I came back and I told him, my husband now, I told my husband, listen here, this is what the clinic is saying, here's the proof, and um, your father did this now. And that day, he beat me to a pulp. I'm telling you, everything in, all the bones in my body was broken. I thought I was dead because I cut out. I thought, I really thought I was dead. And after a while, he started kicking me, saying, the children is crying, you need to stand up. And I was bruised 
bleeding, broken, broken. broken. Yeah. and I had to force myself to get up. I, he locked me up for a few days after that. Did not wanted me to go to a hospital. Did not wanted me to get any help. If he would go out, he would lock me up. No one would come and see where's the children then? Where's Rachel? Why is nothing happening? Why are we not seeing her? Nothing like that. And then when I got a little better on that Sunday of the 29th of January, I decided to myself, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going, but I know I'm not coming back. And I lied to him. I, say, I said to him, listen, I'm going to the shop. I'm going to buy food. I'll be back now. So which means I only took the kids with nothing, no nappy, nothing. So I took the kids and I walked in the shop. And then um, I, I was thinking, I have nowhere to go, so what must I do? Yeah. And as I walked in the aisles, I saw the ratics. And I bought the ratics. And I knocked on somebody's door and I asked them, do you have some water for me? They oh gave me a bottle goodness. of water. And I decided to go sit underneath the tree because someone is going to get us dead underneath sure. the tree. And then we were sitting underneath the tree as I took my ratics in my hand. I was first, I told myself, I'm first going to give to the baby, then the daughter, then me. And then I was about to reach out to my son to give him that. And then I looked at him and I realized, but it's not their fault and it's not my fault that this is happening to us. And I threw the ratings and I took my children and we walked to the nearest police station. And we sat very long at the police station, very long. And you know, the, the, the daughter is crying because she's hungry. And, and I stood up and as I took the door handle, because then I said to myself, if I walk out of this police station now, the only solution now is the quick dead. It's going to be a train, a bus sure. or a car. That's wow. it. Because... The poison didn't happen now, so yeah. it's going to be that. Yeah. So as I open up, the police said, ma'am, we're taking you to a pol uh, place of safety. Oh, wow. So they take me to a place of safety. So that was my, my turning point. That was in, a turning in, point. In the relationship. I promise you, you can't listen to that story and not be moved to tears. I'm, I'm trying to hold myself together because I think that you're tr you're you're... you're summarizing this for us, mm -hmm. you know, because yes. of, of the platform that we're on and, and, and the time that we have, but I can only imagine the horror yes, that you true. have survived. Um, and, and the turning point that you got to, oh, how did Sarki Bartman Center, how did you get involved there um, for, for women and children and what was the help that you received from them? Okay, so at the place of safety, they um, they teach me skills and I learned what was abuse about because while I was in my um, in my living in my abuse I didn't know that there was a word of abuse I didn't understand I didn't have the knowledge I didn't yeah. know there were shelters things like shelters yeah. so I just sat in my abuse because I I wasn't educated in things like that I didn't know that so um, so when in at while I was at the place of safety they educated me to understand okay the blue eye was the physical abuse what is it to you you ugly you worth for nothing was the emotional abuse uh, coming home with money giving me his wages and then coming every five minutes for give me money give me money that was the financial abuse so I could label all the abuses and they empowered me to understand those abuses and while I was at the center I was actually working for one of our my social worker, I did a, a domestic cleaning at her house because I promised myself that I would want to be an independent woman for my children. So I would knock on people's doors and say, can I clean your house because I'm desperate to, to, to be 
independent for my children. Exactly. This I want to do for my children. Yeah. And then there were then the Sarah Department Center opened and there was a, a job opportunity at and I applied for it and I've been at the Sarah Department Center since. And I think that that is so amazing. And this is where I want you to come in, Lynette, is I think it starts with empowering women. You know, so many women are stuck in their situations, in their um, cycles of abuse because they don't have the financial capacity to be able to walk away because they can't do it. You know, they're at home uh, and that's what the abuser does. He takes your power away from you. And this is what the Sarki Bartman Center, it's, it's about empowering women to take the power back. Uh, tell me about the Empower Her, Her Against GBB, GBV campaign. So at Communities Chesley and as you know, as a 28-year uh a 95-year-old organization. We've been doing community work for all these years. And we were so motivated during Women's Month when we went to visit the Sarki Bartman Center. The stories of those women really moved us because, you know, we take so many things for granted. And when we came back to the office, we said there's so much more that we as community chess could do. And that is where the Empower Her campaign was born because usually we do a year in campaign and you know it's either for back to school or you know buying stationary shoes and we thought that is something so much more worthwhile that we could do with a year in campaign and so we at Community Chess we wanted to give hope to the women and children who are suffering uh, through the abuse that that they are faced with, like the stories of Rachel and so many other women, not only at the Sarki Bartman Center, but we want to make an impactful difference at that center. So what we decided there is let's do something meaningful. And it just so happened that, you know, it just coincided with the 16 days and said, Let's capitalize on that because I'm sure that there's so many partners out there who would really walk the journey with us. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And and, and so this is what has motivated us and we've been so excited about it despite the struggles of the women and children at the centre. We know that as Community Chess and the whole of Cape Town is going to be making a difference. Absolutely. Because we're going to be kind of restoring hope in some of them, you know? Yeah, and that's what it's all about. How can people jump on board with the Empower Her campaign? Okay, so we have online platforms, there's, you know, we're not only talking about monetary gifts, we're talking, look, there's children as well, so there's other needs as well, so there's clothing, there's toys, there's towels, there's a whole host of, you know, things that people can do. And then the, we have an online fundraising platform. We've got SnapScan. They can go onto Community Chess website. Everything, you know, the stories of the women are on the website. We ask you to please go and visit Community Chess website. All the details are on there. And if you are struggling, you can just call Community Chess at 21 487 1500 and you can either speak to myself or you can speak to any other one of our amazing staff members because they are all 
behind this campaign. They are all behind the campaign and so are we at Good Up FM as well because uh, you are going to be taking part in Stan's 5K Club which is happening on, on Friday. Oh, we are so excited. Which is going to be absolutely wonderful. Um, of course, you know that uh, the 5K Club um, always you know, jumps on board with really incredible um, you know, uh, platforms like what you're doing with the Sarki Bartman Center and Community Chest and the Empower Her Against GBV campaign. So we want to encourage everyone, if you have not yet taken uh, part in our 5K Walk with the Breakfast Show, please do come down and uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Stan is going to continue to share all the information with you, but this is a real opportunity for you to make your voice heard and of course come alongside incredible women and survivors uh, like you as well. Rachel, I just want to say to you, uh, there's so many people coming through on the WhatsApp line. Can I read you some of their messages? This one says, hi, uh, this woman speaking, Rachel, um, if I'm not mistaken, is a true role model to all women suffering in silence. She's strong-willed and shows that women shouldn't be in abusive relationships. We need to speak out and we need to break free. And uh, this is from Riaz as well. Another one saying, sorry to hear your story, Rachel. Uh, This one says, goosebumps listening to Rachel's story, sending her so much love. And then a gentleman coming through saying, hi ladies, as a man, this story brings tears to my eyes. Kindly ask Rachel to send the address so that I can go and visit that that man. <laughs> We're not going to do that, but uh, definitely people coming through, Rachel, and wanting to support you in the most amazing way. Mm. And uh, I want to say to you, you are um, I know this This is your life story. This is your lived experience. No one will ever know or understand, or maybe only women that have come from abusive relationships will understand what it takes, the level of courage it takes to walk away from a situation like that. So we want to say that we applaud you, and uh, you are absolutely incredible. Let's make some noise for Rachel Peterson, everyone, sharing her story, which I know is not easy. It's not easy at all, but we want to thank you for your courage, your strength, and your determination to uh, give a voice to so many voiceless women out there and continue to do the good work that you are doing. Yes, you can <laughs> your mic's on. <laughs> okay, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening and participating in, in my story. And um, I would just like to end off by yeah. saying that... Um, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know Amen. where would I have been today Amen. to tell someone and to encourage someone today with my story or my journey. Um, and I would like to encourage someone also by saying, speak out, speak up. Amen. There is no excuse for abuse. And Absolutely. there is so much platforms where, where, where there's help that I didn't know of when I went through my abuse. That's why I say speak up and speak mm-hmm. out. There is help. You don't need to sit in your abusive relationship because there is no excuse for abuse. Absolutely. Thank you. There is no excuse for abuse. And from your side, Lynette, from, from the Sarki Bartman Center and Community Chess. From our side, Leanne, first of all, I'd just like to thank the entire team of Good Up FM for always, you know, partnering with Community Chess in our drives. And I want to encourage the listeners, you know, to come and join us on Friday yes. with Stan Mars because we, the entire Community Chess staff will be there as well as a few members of Sarki Bartman. And we want to encourage the communities of the whole of the Western Cape, we want to raise at least 100000 yes. for the Sarki Bartman Center. And we know that the generosity yeah. Of our listeners, with their generosity, we will be able to actually exceed that amount. So thank you so much for having um, myself and Rachel here. And we have no doubt 
that we will the uh, the stories that will be told going forward will impact so many other women to come forward and just you know seek the help. I just want to encourage them that there's hope out there. There is hope. Absolutely. Uh, Rachel Peterson and Lynette Jaft, our guests for today. They will be at the 5K Club with Stan and his team on Friday. So please do join them. And also, as we embark on 16 days of activism between the 25th of November and the 10th of December, uh, people around the world and us as South Africans are uniting to raise awareness about gender-based violence, challenging discriminatory attitudes and calling for improved laws and services to end violence. Violence against women and children for good. It's all you need.